A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. I can't wait for this podcast. Someone that I've known for a very long time. Um, we used to um, pretend we knew what we were doing at heart together. Um, but since leaving, he's gone on to do absolutely incredible things. TV presenter, climate and science expert. He's also just told us that he's basically like Elwood because now he's working with Harvard as a climate creator. Uh, we're so, so excited to welcome James Stewart to the podcast. Hey, oh my gosh. That was a great intro. I want to know why, why you're the new Elwoods, firstly. Yeah. I know. I just don't have the pen. I need a pink fluffy pen, guys. <laughs> and the dog. Can be organized. And the dog. <laughs> and the dog. I've got the dog. Gee, I oh. just need the, yeah, the little fluffy pen. I'll be good to go. Yeah, well, it's a bit weird because I sort of do all this. I feel like I shouldn't, you know, when you go to someone you feel like you don't belong because literally the cleverest people in the world go to this place and you kind of wander in there like in your tracksuit, like, oh, well, hey guys, let's talk about climate change. But it's somehow they've let me in. <laughs> It's quite amazing. Not saying that you don't deserve to be there, but we basically just fucked around together for so many years at heart. And now you're giving lectures at Harvard. Like, I literally didn't think you knew how to turn a Bunsen burner on. And now look at you. (laughs) To be fair, though, it never came up, did it? You didn't have to do that at heart. That was just a judgment. That was just a judgment from my side. I know a lot of people say that though because it's um I like kind of came into this world like a lot of us do through entertainment and but I actually came from far too many science degrees I spent way too long in labs at university when I should have been doing much more fun things and to be honest with you it kind of only happened because I got really I was very aware that there was no one at our age communicating about this world that we had and what was changing in it in a way that wasn't just so depressing and mm. we'll come on to this in a bit and there is definitely room to be cautious because it's not it's not going the way we want in the climate perspective but if we keep hearing that all the time we're never mm. going to engage with it or, or change it and I was like you know I've done a bit of entertainment stuff I hopefully am a good communicator maybe you'll disagree by the end of this but I thought if I could match like a bit of science knowledge with a bit of mm. you know way of talking about science in a, a positive way maybe there's a little gap for it and so far so good basically when love island kind of happened all the jobs kind of went <laughs> so you you, you had so to like, true didn't, didn't it's it? so true <laughs> like originally and so like you know all those of us like zoe and i back in the day like doing presenting that those jobs didn't it didn't exist anymore so i thought well, what can i actually do that's that's actually useful to humanity <laughs> rather than yeah. you know sitting there talking about what kim kardashian was having for breakfast which is in what I did for many years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which I still love to hear. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Georgia loves still all love that stuff. That. Yeah. There's still a yeah. place for that for sure. But yeah, so it was, um, that was how that happened. I, I, I think it's, I think it's one of those things as well that, you know, you, we've got you on the podcast today to, to, to kind of give us some tips and some hints and some advice on how we actually communicate 
um, all of those amazingly big but brilliant and really super important conversations with our children. And I think mm. someone said something to me the other day that there is so much pressure on you know, the younger generation and our kids, because we're basically saying to them, well, it's up to you now. You've got to sort this out. Yeah. I mean, imagine growing up in a world where you were like, yeah. oh shit, it's completely up to us to stop the destruction of the world. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I was thinking about just before this episode, I was thinking like, for me, I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, we're being fed all this information. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And sometimes the whole discussion around climate change isn't like top of my agenda to talk about with the kids and I was thinking about it and I was thinking it's difficult for us to change the way that we live and we're all trying to unpick all the habits that we've built up you know over the last however many years but actually we've got an opportunity to kind of instill in our kids and it just becomes second nature yeah that's how they Mm. live and I was thinking if I can do anything it's probably going to be that in sort of that it becomes like just yeah like literally second nature for them to do the things that we need to do so that it's not a big deal for them and they just they just do it and that's do just it. how they live yeah because it wasn't really a part of like particularly when I grew up I mean I'm 33 I it wasn't something really learned about school like it just wasn't really no. a conversation and I don't know I don't know if the same for you guys I don't remember learning about climate change. I remember seeing like documentaries no. and David Attenborough was still very much a thing but then what I remember the ozone layer nice. yeah <laughs> Which, by the way, is doing really well. You know, the ozone layer. Brilliant. That's actually, Great. Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me that the other day. I was like, yeah, the ozone layer. We actually managed to, because that was all about um, CFCs, wasn't it? And, and essentially deodorants. Yeah, and we yeah, managed yeah. to yeah. close it back again because we all did. We all came together, funnily enough, and it actually worked out. Imagine what we could do if we did that this time. So, I mean, the messaging in a nutshell, because obviously, you, you know, you, you've just come back from China filming something. You know, you're doing a lot of stuff with the BBC. Uh, yeah. And and you are targeting children, right, to yeah. become much more in a, in a you know really non scary way yeah, to become way. much in a positive way to in become illegal, much more yeah, aware. Yeah. T- 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 tell us about that and why that's important to you. Yeah, exactly. So for all the things you just said, so the the sense of the weight of responsibility that rightly or wrongly these people have is huge. It's, it's never been bigger, and I think it's our role as scientists, as people in this world, to, to empower these kids essentially with as many tools and as many weapons as they possibly can have to take on this challenge because it is it is there is nothing bigger in the world that you know you can support whatever charities you want you can support whatever football team you want if we're not here to exist (laughs) as part of that then then kind of what's the point I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen but certainly that's the challenge that you know is some scientists would say that we're facing so children for me are the the way the reason I love working on kids I have like two kids shows on CBBS and CBBC and they are by far and away, kids are the most passionate people I've ever met when it comes to nature and forests and the planet. And they just love it. So to me, it's like, firstly, it's an audience that's already converted. Actually, often it's the parents mm. that kind of got to get on side. Mm. So you've got a captive audience already. They want to learn. And I, I actually flip on its head and say, yeah, it's a massive challenge and it's a huge weight of responsibility to these kids. But actually, that should be quite empowering to kids. Now let's Let's get this next generation of engineers, scientists, because it's not just you know, people in labs, it's about, you know, people building these big geoengineering solutions. Let's give them the tools to do that. And I think that's why young people in particular um, are, are so important in this fight. And overwhelmingly, when I speak to like other climate scientists, they are hopeful. And that's what our podcast, Saving Planet Earth, is all about. I got eight of the world's leading climate scientists to come on and, and they all said, by and large, the reason they're hopeful is because of young people. And that shouldn't yeah. be scary to kids. That should be exciting because you've got this amazing chance to do something that no other generation has been able to do. Mm. And it, it, it's just jumping on to what Georgia said. It's almost got to be, you know, people that 
households that don't recycle for example you want you want the kids to be like you what you don't recycle not that's yeah. not yeah. me putting any judgment on because you know <laughs> I, we, we only started doing it a couple of years ago we were very late to the party and I feel terrible about that but we are now becoming much more environmentally aware but you you, you almost want it to be like what you don't do that oh god why are you not yeah, doing it's that? just like second age you just yeah. do it it's just something yeah. you do in your everyday and consider yeah yeah no but to George's point like like she said there's a lot of other things like a lot of people at the moment just trying to get from day to day right you're just trying to survive and pay your bills and do your thing and and the climate feels like this massive problem that's this big sort of cloud literally literally in the distance that can that can feel like something you don't have time or a chance to worry about so it, I don't want I don't want people to ever feel like I don't know that they're being preached to or that we're telling them what to do and like you said so it's more about okay if you are the sort of person that wants to be more interested in this stuff and take it a bit more seriously then there's definitely some things we can do but with that said like there's a lot of people just trying to get by and, and climate change like many problems in the world with wars and what's going on at the moment it feels like something that's so far away and Unaccessible, and I guess that's what we're trying to change a little bit. I actually think there's probably quite a lot of lack of education around it, as in we've touched on the fact that this was not something that we grew up having the knowledge around. So, what mm. can we do? What can households and kids get involved in day to day? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And and the other thing to say with this is you, the number one thing I get asked is like, I'm I'm just one person. What can I can mm. I actually yeah. make a difference? Like, really, James, yeah. you're telling me that if I go and recycle every fortnight and I drive an EV that that's going to make a difference. And the, the answer is absolutely yes. And I think if you get that mentality first and foremost, then you're you're kind of good to go. I, I don't have children, but as I said, I've, I kind of had made a career working with kids in this capacity. So I'll be fascinated to get your guys' thoughts about how you talk to your kids about it. We'll come on to that. But I think the first thing we can do, if you're uh, a family or you're a mum or a dad and you have children that are worried about the future of the planet, that's eco-anxiety, which is something that's massively on the rise, I think there's a crazy stat, like 70% of nine to 12 year olds are worried about the future of our planet. Like that is something that keeps them up at night that wow. they'll, you know, they'll be talking to their peers about. It's really scary. Like we're seeing, we, we constantly get fed like icebergs melting. That's like the poster yeah. boy for climate change. Mm. And it's terrifying. You know, we, we've had kids come on our podcast that even going on holiday, you know, you think where if you went on to, the, to Europe last summer and it was like 45, 50 degrees and something. Yeah. yeah, and the fires and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like for kids, like for us, that's scary, right? But, but we can kind of make it relative. But for children, that's super, super terrifying. So there are lots of things we can do. I think the first thing to do is talk about solutions. And this is something that I'm really big on. Discuss the positive things that are going on in climate change. That's what we try and do on the podcast. It's what, you know, on social media, there's loads of great resources for a bit like cancer research is how I describe it. Like, I don't know anything about cancer research, but I know that as we're talking on this podcast right now, there's amazing people trying to cure cancer. The same mm. is true of climate. You can't probably cure climate change, but what we can do is really limit the effects of what's happening. And there's some really cool things going on. Like we had the guys from Cambridge University come on and told us about how they're refreezing the Arctic. Oh my God, yes. Like stuff like that. You know, these, you know, why dolphin poo can actually really help coral reefs why we might one day be able to put solar panels in space. There's some really cool things that wow. science is doing to kind of respond to climate change. So I think always remember that, kids, families, anyone listening, there's always people working as you go to school, as you go to your day of work. That's their job. Mm. So take solace in that, because I think that for me, is, it makes me feel good. And I do this every day. Like I, I like 
knowing that people are doing some cool stuff. You obviously mentioned what other people are doing and that's amazing. And we can absolutely show our kids that. But what about like, what can we get them involved in doing? Our kids yeah. are range from four to, how old is Island? Nine, ten. 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 Ten, yeah. So, you know, that kind of age group, they're at primary school. Like what, what can they be doing? Yeah, I think get, get, them, get them in nature. I think if you can get kids that link between animal, whether that's pets, even uh, nature, trees, forests, get the hands dirty, start composting, anything yeah. that gives them like, a link to the natural world that you know we're trying to protect and and themselves, and make them aware, like in any way that you can, of of their role in that. Because it's really difficult and easy to think that you know I live in central London. Why is that? What, why does what I do here make a difference to polar bears? Yeah, I think if if you can make the link between you know nature and what you're doing at home and why it's so important to respect it and to be part of it and to enjoy it from as early an age as you can then that they're going to have a much better understanding of the world around us and then it's things like you know organized community things like things like beach clear-ups are really good i know these sound like mm. real cliche gimmicky things but they really work not only bring like communities together but also kids love it make it a challenge mm, like a that's what i was gonna hunt. say stuff like that they like don't they and they like to get involved yeah in. we um we do this thing where um because like we're big recyclers now from like God, so not, weird. Not, getting, not getting involved in it I've like turned the corner and I'm literally the recycling noise in the house so what we do is is we and and Dozer God we gotta throw him under the bus here can be a little bit loose with his recycling oh. as in there's obviously for example on a raspberry or a strawberry or a blueberry um pot you can't recycle um the the sleeve the you have to take film, the sleeve off yeah. and then the film sorry and then you have to take the film to a separate part of the supermarket da, da, da. he doesn't listen to those rules he just chucks the whole thing in so we <laughs> have to go through the bin we tip it onto the table and we go through and we go yes and they go i go yes or no and they go yes and then we put that in the yes part and they're becoming so engaged in this yeah. lovely process this morning we were talking about you know cardboard we were talking about plastics we were talking about composting because their granddad does it up in scotland and then i basically was telling them that you know it's then put on the fields and it's manure and all this and then and then kit was like hold on but we eat the crops does that mean we're eating poo? <laughs> and then that was like a source of a lot of entertainment but it was a really really great discussion point so things like that are really i find really fun with them but they're super engaged in it that's yeah I, can i ask so why, what made you pivot? Like, why did you, you said like a couple of years ago, it just changed. My mum is living in Kenya on the beach and she lives on the ocean and just seeing what's happening with the coral and the turtles who, which she's like head of the turtle group over there. And it's like these turtles are coming in with like plastic bags wrapped around their necks and dying and into their fins. Oh and I just, God. oh my God, Georgia, it's so distressing. Even in the last 10 years, what's happened to that beach? I just thought what the fuck am I doing you can't mm. I couldn't turn my you know I'm, I don't do enough I, I like I saw myself using cling film today and I thought this is no good why have I got cling film in the house so but I am trying to do more yeah I mean I've always had my husband is like any rule that you can have he's like all over it so I feel like <laughs> he's been all over the recycling thing probably since he was four or something telling everyone what to do in the house so he is we call him on, judgy James we call him way, judgy James. James and he is very judgy and he will judge people <laughs> for him and I should hang out he's yeah, quite anyone who yes. lives on my road he will be judging your recycling and how you're doing it and what is in there <laughs> just so you know 
that is I what happened. Him. But he he kind of made me go the other way. They actually really enjoy the rules, and you know, they, there's a white bag and there's a blue bag, and they go out there and they they you know they divide it all up. And I think it's that whole thing of making it not a negative, making it a positive with with children at least. Yeah. If you can gamify anything, and like that's a great. I hadn't even thought of that. That recycling, like yes, no thing. That's we like we have a game like that on Get Set Galactic where they there's like a conveyor belt of stuff, and the kids have to collect rubbish anything like that but I think anything like it's like old school like if you've got an allotment or if someone in your family grows vegetable get them down there and like see that just that connection between like soil and start an endpoint and also it's it, it comes down to things like toys as well you know explaining to kids like plastic toys what explain getting them to kind of understand that actually sometimes it's cool to have like a wooden toy or you don't need to buy something new I know that's really difficult and there's always going to be stuff you have to buy but that's such a big like part of this. Like plastic, obviously, as we all know, is is terrible. Well, we we we've worked with um these. There are some amazing for anybody listening that's you know ha- has a bit of a guilt around the toy thing. As we know, we've just had Christmas, endless presents coming into the house, etc. Facebook Marketplace is a really great place to start, and actually getting kids involved in that, showing them that you know what they don't actually need a new bike. There's great secondhand bikes on there, secondhand toys. This whole pass it you know pay it forward thing with the toys, I absolutely love. Um, also, they've there are some amazing companies toy box companies that they're like subscription yeah. toy companies um, get whirly yeah, yeah well, i was gonna say whirly there are a few others as well but and the same with them baby clothes that's another thing they, there's similar similar subscriptions you can do now which have come on so much since like we had you know we had the kids we'll be right back after this short break hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Actually, someone has, has written in and, and asked a question about how do you talk about consumerism and the throwaway culture with kids? Because it, like, honestly, we've, we've spoken about this before, Zoe. You know, we, we only have to step into the supermarket with the kids and it's like, I want a magazine. I want a toy. I want, I want a, a toy. And, uh, you know, when you've been beaten down and you're knackered and you think, oh, whatever, just have it. And then the plastic bits from the magazine end up in the house and then you're like, oh my God, and now this is a headache because this is everywhere. And it's just breaking that cycle, isn't it? That you you don't just grab a magazine just to to shut them up. Um, Which is hard. How do we talk about that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, consumerism is like a, that's a horrible word generally, even for adults. But for children, I think what what Zoe mentioned there about what's happening to nature is always, like I said at the start of this, kids and nature there's a they by and the by love it and if you can somehow relate 
our actions, i.e. buying plastic, buying stuff, to impacting on animals? Because often we, don't, we, we care more about what's happening to animals than to ourselves, particularly when you're you know, six or seven. So if you were able to make a link and say, look, actually, why don't we not buy that? Because it, somewhere down the line, it's, it may impact on something you, you can't even see. I think that's a really good way of talking about it. And also just this, like the idea that it's cool to like build stuff out of you know, cardboard forts or whether that's, you know, nowadays old clothes are, are cool again, like retro clothes. Well, I've just, yeah. I've like a bunch of t-shirts, like encouraging them to empower their own sense of style or self from stuff that's already existing. Because if stuff's made, it's not going to have a carbon footprint, right? Because you've already used the resources to make it. So the trick is keeping that in the life cycle as long as you can. I.e., if you mm. have a t-shirt that's 20 years old, keep wearing it because it's you've already need you've already used what you need to make it. Can we talk about the sort of fashion side of things? And I think yeah. probably again Georgia and I are quite guilty of, you know, leaning towards you know, we work in that industry where everything's got a swipe up link to it and everything <laughs> is dis- everything is disposable and mm. you know, don't feel that don't feel that great about it. But what impact does the fashion industry or at least the fast fashion industry have on climate change? Uh, if you said to me what the two biggest things that impact climate, I'd say food and fashion. Okay. And probably in that order, but right, talk fast to us fashion, about it. yeah, fast fashion in particular. So the idea, fast fashion for anyone that isn't aware of the phrase, the idea that you're essentially like the boohoos, I don't want to name them, but we know who they are. The companies that make clothes so, so quickly that get replaced very, very quickly. The problem with that is the resources that they use, right? So to make any item of clothing, you need water, you need uh, there's a carbon footprint because it's coming from somewhere else, whether that be China, Asia. So every piece of clothing that you that you have and that you wear has a carbon footprint. The reason fast fashion is so bad is because you're making much more of it much more quickly and you're replacing it much more quickly. And so you're throwing it away again and then you're getting it again. It's terrible. Um, it's, it's one of the worst things that you can possibly do. So that's why I'm, I'm certainly no fashion expert, but I'm if you if there's one thing you could change today after you listen to this podcast it would be that <laughs> that or try maybe eliminating meat once a week would be a good kind of easy life hack in terms of talking about directly the carbon impact of a piece of clothing or a piece of food yeah and how do you know if something's fast fashion or not i don't think there's unfortunately and this is part of the problem there's no sort of governing body that says yes mm. or no um because it, you know we live in a democracy and that's one of the wonderful things about it but you, you can probably tell based on price um, material. Um, if something is super cheap and it's made of items that are synthetic, it's okay. probably fast fashion. Um, right. You can probably tell where it's come from. Like we, I don't want to sort of name the brands, but no. the ones that produce, the ones that have a big turnover, so that you can go on a website one day and it's they've got some things, and then the next day they've got totally different More. things. You know, in terms of like um, sort of kids wear, you know, for instance, like, I don't know, I'll, I'll nip into Primark sometimes because there are, you know, the kids need James leggings. Face. The kids need <laughs> leggings. For, <laughs> no, like, this is just, not, you know, shot. honest. The kids need leggings for school, right? They yep. need them yep. for school. For £2.50 for a pair of leggings, which I know they are going to trash. And I know whether I spent... £40 on those leggings or £2.50 on those leggings, they're going to trash them because they do knee slides in the playground. Such a good point, George. And uh, we should never discourage that. Because I will. I buy I buy stuff on Vinted, especially for Axel. Arquette stuff I always buy on Vinted. There's loads of brands I buy on Vinted for him and that is absolutely fine. But there are certain items like that, like the, the school trousers and, and leggings and things like that. And I don't want to spend £40 on one pair when I can spend £2.50 on it and 
I guess it's that it's sort of thing. And it, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's the balance, isn't it? And I and I just you know for people listening, where where should we sit with that kind of thing? Because it, our kids are going to do that forever, aren't they? There, there are just some things that it's like flying. Like sometimes you just have to fly. Sometimes you like the way the world is geared up, as you just mentioned. You can't like if we lived in a perfect world and we didn't do any of this stuff. Obviously, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So yeah. there's some things where you have to just go. And put your hands up. Like I had to go to China to film. I, I'm a climate scientist. It doesn't look good, but sometimes you have to do things. And I think that probably is an example of Georgia, what you're talking about. And I guess it's it's on us as parents and adults and people to not feel guilty about every action we do and think, okay, you know what? I didn't. I bought the Primark leggings, but at the same time, for Christmas this year, they got toys that have been from yeah. from Worley, or they've got you know we built some really cool stuff in the garden this week, or we we composted the food that, they, that we made on Sunday rather than getting a takeaway. So I, I guess it's a case of balance. So it's from a parenting perspective, it's weighing up like, okay, look, there are some things, there are some must-haves, right? And there's always going to be underwear, tights, like you said. You can always, that's fine. So long as in other ways you're kind of making up for that. Maybe you take them to school in an electric car. Maybe you get them cycling to school. Maybe you walk to school. Mm. So if you are someone that's like eco-minded, it's like, okay, I'll take the hit on this, but actually uh, instead I'll do this to make up for it. And that's basically called carbon offsetting, which you can, okay. you know, people pay for. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of in your head, maybe like mentally balancing out. So the weight of hmm. your actions. Someone, someone's um, uh, messaged in here saying how to make them feel less guilty about the impact of holiday flights. Yeah. So the kids are feeling guilty about the impact See, of holiday kids, flights. See, my kids, I'll be completely honest, they wouldn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't know. That doesn't but surprise I guess me, George. They need to know. <laughs> but they need to know. <laughs> yeah. They need to know, but that's right. How do you stop them from feeling guilty? Because... Flying is like, the, unless you're planning on setting up a petrol company or going in an oil tanker, flying's about the most carbon-heavy activity that we can do as a, as a person, probably. And by that, the reason we talk about carbon is because it's something you can actually measure. So every time you do something you put carbon into the air, that then creates this greenhouse effect. So we talk about carbon a lot because it's like we can measure it. So you know, if, if the fashion industry contributes 8 to 10% of all global carbon emissions, aviation's wow. not... Yeah, yeah, aviation's not far off that. So fly, flying's not good for the planet, but as we just talked about, like sometimes you just have to fly. And the way a, a really good way to make them feel better about flying is uh, we talked about carbon offsetting. So this is this idea. You might have even seen it. I don't know if you guys have flown recently. A lot of airlines will say, okay, you can pay £25 yeah. and we will carbon offset the price of your flight. Mm. Have you seen that? Zoe? No, yeah, what does that, that even mean? I haven't seen it. I don't know what it means. Yeah, mm. It's a kind of guilt-free way of saying, we're going to go and plant some trees somewhere and that's going to negate the emissions that you've just mm. had from this flight. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, th- I know Etihad definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, it's come under fire a bit recently. And in fact, carbon offsetting is done through like, airlines is not great, but... What the point I'm getting to is that if you, we talked about balance, it's just kind of similar thing. If I think it's important to make kids aware that everything they do has an impact, whether that and flying particularly is not great because he's petrol and then explaining that. But actually what you could then do is say, all right, maybe we could make a contribution to, it doesn't have to be financial, to a charity or to a local scheme like a beach cleanup or a litter picking activity yeah and that is essentially carbon offsetting because what you're doing is putting back in what you've taken out so i think that's a good way to kind of encourage them to feel guilt-free about it is look you've done an action but let's look at what we can do to kind of make up for that it's not the answer like flying is just bad there's no way of getting around that but we can't just not fly 
No, we can't just not fly. George, you, you've had an electric car before and your kids must have loved that. They must yeah, have they understood. Did. I bet they loved you for that. They my did, kids no. were always on about how I've got a de- you can't. I can't believe you've got a diesel car. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I don't even want it. I yeah, want it they do. They learn about they it. About they it. learn about that at school. And I, I do think the electric car thing now, I think it's cool to them. Is at it? the moment, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, um, and you know, someone's dad just got a Polestar, and you're like, cool, <laughs> oh, great, you know, and it's all like, well, hang on, and and it's spot the Tesla. Someone's got a Tesla. And- yeah, yeah. Can yeah. yeah. see whose parents doing well at school. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but then it kind of does become that thing again, doesn't it? Like, of oh, you've got this, and and it's. Okay, it's a good thing, definitely. You know, switching well, to so electric it's not affordable. cars. How is but it it's not affordable. To get a Tesla? Exactly. How is That's it? what I mean. Well, we had yeah. to get rid of ours because we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't sustain having it anymore. But then, can you get second? Can you get second hat? Like, so I've getting a bit boring here, but I've, I went to Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Kazoo.com. So great, by the way. If you're looking for a car, not a paid ad, just brilliant. Um, Could be there, that's nice. <laughs> like, I got my dream car, and it was 2019, but it's a diesel. But I got it. You know, it's just like a really great price for it. But I want to try and find the equivalent in in the electric form. But electric yeah. cars are expensive, and the initial cost is expensive mm. to set up. And then you've got to spend a thousand odd pounds getting that massive super charger, charger at home. Yeah, and what, you yeah. know, like they're not making it that easy at the moment. No, like, this is like the thing as when you kind of tell people that this is what you do. Electric cars is like the first thing people normally hit you with. And I'm, oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm still a little bit under. To be honest, I don't have. I don't. I don't personally have. My partner has a car. I'm not convinced on electric cars, but that's just a personal thing because I don't think we've got the infrastructure in the, in the United Kingdom to sustain electric cars, mm-hmm. i.e. I, I think there's way more cars than charging points. And I think there's no actual link at the moment between... Basically, there's, there's going to be more technology, I think, that comes along in the next five to 10 years, probably from hydrogen, that's going to be much yeah. better because the problem with electric cars... I feel like I'm just telling you about all the problems. <laughs> we, use, uh, we use lithium batteries in electric anything well any charger and we, we take it comes out the ground so there's a lot of i don't know i'm not completely sold on evs i think that obviously it's a great step and it's better than petrol and that's always a, a positive but yeah i, I, I don't you're know. sitting I'm on not, the fence about it james and i, 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 not, I, I yeah, you're I'm hedging sure your bets with it i want to i want to have strong opinions though but i feel like um we don't know yet don't know don't yeah. know yet yeah i think it's a good it's definitely better than petrol but it's a bit like you probably saw the flight that richard branson took which was powered by cooking oil the other week yeah yeah absolute bollocks it's just like it's a really nice gimmick and i'm not saying that evs are a gimmick because they're like i said better than petrol but in the case of that virgin flight they're they're using cooking oil and stuff but that they're called sustainable aviation fuels safs it probably isn't going to be it's, it's like a nice stop gap it's only going to be around for a couple of years and then it's just one of those things that's going to kind of come and go it we won't be flying around with that with that kind of technology that just won't happen right okay. we'll be flying around using urine because i watched operation <laughs> ouch the other day and they were using people's urine and turning it that. into electricity how yeah, cool is that human wow. poo as well was another one yeah yeah well, this oh is what my I mean. God. Like, these are great examples like you talk about how to get kids involved in flying and how kids to would love that free. anything poo related um, yeah, is always a win, but but also just the cool stuff that, like I said at the start of this, like the cool stuff, like that's a, that without you even realizing, that's like a really interesting geoengineering mm. project. Like mm. it doesn't have to be this big science word. It's just you. It's just it's human poo powering a plane. It's wee wee, yeah, wee wee. It's wee wee. Yeah. It's, number, it's number one and number two. I love it. If you can get them interested in science and like the world and geography and nature early doors and then these sort of conversations become like normal and then that's such a good way they won't then feel guilty because they're they're clued up i think like you said gee like knowledge is a big part of this yeah 
Um, just one more question, James, because I think this is quite nice. Anybody listening, um, like Tasha, who says, where do I even start educating myself um, so that I can educate my children? Where Where do we start? Yeah, some good resources. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, I say this with from being biased because I've just done them. The BBC bike, the BBC bite size podcasts, which we just did. Uh, we just recorded a bunch of them. I did the physics ones. I, are really good for adults. I learned way more from doing those than I have done sometimes, like in my actual job. So that's a good resource. I think mm-hmm. Nat Geo. I always like. There's a Nat Geo Kids section. It's got like a kids portal on there. I've got it open as a tab right now because I think they talk about this subject particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love stuff like BBC Futures, which is um, it talks about like some of the things we talked about. Like they just did a really cool thing on how reindeers keep the snow in Finland. Like why they're really important for that. Um, wow. Things like Euronews, they do a lot of really good eco innovation bits. TikTok, like hey, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but there's some really great innovative, quick like wins there about you know, how to recycle. I don't know plastic bags or turn them into speakers or. That hey, really, TikTok? Because I just see like terrible haircuts. And, I know, I know. Um, I, people dancing in the, the kitchen badly. That's maybe your search history, though. But yeah, the um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a really good resource. Like, there's some really if you if you search in the right place, there's like an education you can like scale it to education. Brilliant. There's a, there's some really interesting things going on. Even if you just like passively take in like some of that stuff, it's um, I like it a lot. James, what Real. a wonderful conversation! Thank you. If you take nothing else from this podcast, just just help and show kids it's not all on them. Like, yes, they're a part of this, but they don't have to feel this huge weight of burden. It should be like an empowering thing. Like, you've got a great chance to go. You've got your whole lives ahead of you. You can go do some really cool stuff and, and get us back on track. I love James, that. what a Thank lovely, you. lovely last note to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, James Stewart. Bye, guys. How amazing was that conversation? I think for so many reasons, but I love the way that James is able to communicate such a powerful message without it seeming like he's drilling it down our throats, you know, because sometimes those big conversations can feel quite overwhelming and quite heavy, but it was just done in such a beautiful way. I totally agree. And I also think that, you know, sometimes when it just feels like a lesson and someone's telling you what to do and it doesn't feel realistic, you do just completely back away. But I love Mm. that he was realistic and you know there are certain things that you know we can't change but if we do 10 things that we can change that one thing isn't going to make a huge amount of difference so yeah I mean I've got some work to do for sure but well, I think even do. just I think be, everyone yeah, does just yeah, be mindful don't beat yourself well. do loads yeah I mean I'm just being mindful I guess now of things and yeah stop buying those bloody magazines with plastic crap on the front <laughs> <laughs> you and me both um, yeah. I mean 100% and I think at this point in the podcast we normally do products but we felt like there were loads of takeaways from that podcast yeah. and also because it's a podcast around sustainability we don't really want to add any more uh, things for you to buy on your list so we'll just kind of leave it there but like Georgia said it's just making those little changes in the home and getting your kids involved if we all do our bit then make a brighter future thank you so much for sending in your questions for today's podcast as always we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe and please please give our podcast a little follow yeah and if you've got any feedback on this episode or any other Q&A topics you'd like us to cover then drop us a DM on Instagram we're on at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Tuesday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 